Welcome to the Living Artist Podcast. I'm your host, Preston M. Smith. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Living Artist Podcast. I'm Preston M. Smith, at PMS Artwork Everywhere on Internet Land and Socials. I want to thank you for landing on this podcast. Whether you're a professional artist, just getting started in the art world, a collector of art, or just consider yourself a creative person, this podcast has something for you. I like to think of it as a fun way to rant and talk to other creative people about living the life of an artist, surviving and getting ahead in the art world, and enjoying your life. But most importantly, not waiting until you're dead to make it happen. All right, let's get started. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well... That's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. All right, kid. Look sharp. Stick with me and I'll show you how to sell to anybody. First tip to selling is always razzle-dazzle. Say, sir, that's a smart-looking jacket you got on. Why don't you come over here and let me show you how to get the most bang for your buck? Here's an idea for you. Why don't you give me a buck, and I won't bang you upside the head? Whoa, Nelly. Sounds like a good deal. Man, tough crowd. Any hoozle. Moving on. Ah, here's some sharp-looking kids coming up the walkway. <laughs> Say, kiddos, want me to show you how to get the most bang for your buck? Yeah. Bang. Bang. Yeah. Bang. Oh, my. Shut up, baby. Show, show me some fire. 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 Yeah. Oh, goodness me. Is it lunchtime already? Ah, toodaloo. Ah, selling just ain't what it used to be, huh? My wife and I have been watching a lot of How To with John Wilson on HBO. I would recommend it if you have a weird sense of humor. (laughs) He always like starts off with a theme and then it kind of like veers off into a complete different segue, which I love. But he always starts with like, so uh, stick stick with me and I'll show you how to get the most bang for your buck. It's kind of like that. I love it. It's like very unedited, unlike this show, which is polished and shiny. All right. So it's not that polished and shiny, but that's okay. We like it to be a little rough around the edges. And yes, we're going to talk about getting bang for your buck today. We're going to talk about a little bit all over the map with the art world and getting bang for your buck when it comes to galleries, when it comes to uh, materials, when it comes to any of that crap. I'm sure you can tell that I'm still uh, getting over COVID 
getting my energy back slowly but surely with a little bit of help from some speed, if you know what I mean. No, just kidding. But yeah, I'm trying to keep the energy level high for this episode and uh, let's just get right into it. So I was talking to somebody on Instagram today about a gallery uh, they were trying to show with overseas and they're asking if I knew the gallery and I didn't. And we were just talking about like fees and stuff like that and Pay to play has changed a lot recently. It used to be like, oh, if you paid any money for anything, uh, it's a pay to play and avoid it. And, you know, I still think that that really is the rule of thumb for the most part. But I was saying to this person that, you know, a lot of galleries these days, there's a lot of uncertainty in the economy and the art world. And a lot of uh, galleries are mitigating a lot of their risk with fees and stuff like that. Oh, we're charging this now, we're charging an upfront fee, we're charging a showcasing fee, or you have to cover all of the costs of shipment and insurance and blah, 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 so on and so forth. And, you know, some of that is understandable because it's just like, well, they don't want to lose their shirt uh, and they're taking a chance on artists. But how do you know if you're getting the right bang for your buck with galleries and stuff like that? You know, galleries that are around the world or you know, new entities that are showcasing work at like fairs and places like that in Europe. I get reached out to all the time by stuff like this. And a lot of times it's like a fee, like, oh, well, you know, it's only $1,400 for a month and a four feet of of wall space. And obviously that's just like, no, not doing that. That's definitely a pay to play. But some of these ones, for example, like in this case, it was like 180 bucks and they were showcasing like, I think it was like three pieces and it wasn't too bad as far as price. But this person was asking me, have you heard of them? You know, what would you do? And I just said like, I would personally go into Google and type in the name of the gallery plus scam and and then also do the same thing with that plus reviews and just see if anything pops up. If a lot of stuff pops up, like negative stuff, then, you know, there's your answer right there. Every once in a while nowadays, people love to leave bad reviews. Uh, I mean, like if you go on Yelp, the bad reviews are the highest percentage because most people who want to come and leave a review are already of that mindset that they want to critique something. So it's not always right. You'll you'll see some bad reviews every once in a while, like one or two. But if it's a majority or if it's like all bad or it's all scammy type reviews, then I would avoid uh, places like this. And you're going to be paying a little money as an artist to submit to shows. Like there's a lot of times there's submission fees or there's going to be a fee to showcase your work in an art fair. Like for example, the other art fair with Sachi. (coughs) Oh man, sorry about that. Uh, We're going to keep rolling. Coughing is real, everybody. You know, you're going to be paying a, a pretty sizable fee. Like, you know, a lot of these places like the LA Art Show, the other art fair, uh, charges, I think thousands in the low thousands or 1500 or 2000 to showcase your work. And they're great. Like you get a lot of people and you get a lot of foot traffic. You get a lot of collectors that come in, but there's no guarantee that you're going to sell your work. Right? So when it comes to like getting the most bang for your buck, you have to, first of all, have a budget. I used to, when I was extremely poor, I would set aside like a hundred dollars a month or every two months to submit to like three shows that I really wanted to get into that had submission fees. And I would just, you know, curate those heavily and then I would submit to those. And if you're doing 
like an art fair, if you really want to do that and you want to save up and budget for that, you want to make sure that you've done your research, that you've talked to people. That was the other thing that I told this person is, you know, reach out and talk to other people who've been a part of the gallery or who've been a part of the art fair, see what their experience was like. If they're like, oh, you know, they were amazing and they, you know, introduced me to so many people and collectors and I got a commission out of it and blah, blah, blah. Then yeah, wonderful. That sounds like somebody who's very professional and somebody that you want to maybe think about spending some money on. Because if you can cover your costs by selling one piece and then you're in the green after that, or you let's say you set up some potential future sales with collectors, then yeah, it's going to be worthwhile. That's going to be getting a good bang for your... You're going to be getting a good bang for your buck, see? Now, when it comes to things like materials, because look, as artists, we spend a lot of money up front for potentially nothing, right? So it's like, uh, am I going to just go drop two grand on a bunch of large canvases? Uh, Well, first of all, I'm going to hope to sell some work and I'm going to hope to put aside a budget for some canvas you can always like look back at some of my episodes <coughs> excuse me about finding discarded things on the streets cleaning them up using those materials going to art stores going to the back doing a little dumpster diving stuff like that you can always find some gems in that you can go to antique stores you can go to secondhand stores you can find you know estate sales garage sales you can find stuff in those you can find actually some pretty good canvases even old paintings that you can paint over and you can get a, a good bang for your buck that way but let's say you're buying some really good new materials which I will do from time to time uh, like this last time I bought six really large pieces. And going into that, I've established already that I'm selling my work at a pretty good percentage, you know, like a pretty good rate. And I decided that, look, if I sell one of these canvases, not only am I going to pay for these canvases, but I'm also going to make a profit. So that's a pretty good ROI for me if you're going to buy six huge canvases. And if you sell one of them, not only will you pay it back, but you'll make a return on your investment. That's great. And since I bought those, my last cycle of big canvases, I've sold two of those already. So I'm very much in the green and um, looking to sell more. So that also replenishes my fund to go back out and buy more. Like I'm actually looking to go buy some more large canvases now. So that's getting a good bang for your buck. Um, Now, I know there are some artists out there who have a big budget or who are bankrolled or let's say they've saved up a lot of money. Let's say you've made a killing in real estate or something and you've got this huge amount of money at your disposal. Well, this is going to be different for you. You know, you still want to budget. You still don't want to just be burning money, but you're going to have different options for, you know, what you can afford to do. You can do all the fairs you want. You can submit to all the shows you want. You can get as much materials as you can afford. And, and that's all on you. But most artists, I would say, you know, 80% of the people who are listening to this are on a budget. And, you know, this is something that you need to be thinking about and, and, and being smart about because if you just blow your wad on a bunch of canvases and you don't sell them, let's say you don't have established that you're in a gallery, you haven't established that you're on any art marketplaces, you haven't established that you can sell work, well, you know, it's going to take you a long time to replenish those funds and you're probably going to have to have a day job and you're going to have to save up some money to do that. So we have to be very wary and cognizant of our budgets. Now, Like I said, when I quit my job, I wanted to make sure that I had enough money to live on and to budget out for, when I first did it, it was for a year. (coughs) I wanted to be able to live for a year. I wanted to be able to have materials and all that for a year. And And I figured if I hustled in that time period, I would be replenishing. And it worked out for me, but I'd also established you know, over years and uh, even more than that, decades before that, that I had been able to sell work, that I've been able to establish a rhythm 
to my sales. It was going to continue to replenish that. And I had other things, certain irons in the fire, different fires, I should say, that like if one didn't hit, this would hit. So I would always be replenishing. Um, that's a good thing to do to you know budget your workout and to get the most bang for your buck in that way as well. Now, what is the best bang for your buck as far as getting a return on your investment with sales? You know, if, let's say you're over your budget with submitting to shows right now. And let's say you've done a couple art fairs and you paid some in the low thousands for these art fairs. And let's say you maybe broke even or less. Let's say you didn't break even. Let's say you sold a piece or two, but it didn't get you back to even and it didn't get you in the green at all. So you're actually kind of sitting with negative funds at this point. So what's a way that you can still get your work out there and sell? I still think art marketplaces, online art marketplaces, and you can go back to my favorite online art marketplaces episode way back when in the day. A lot of that has not changed. I'm still on a lot of those and they're still, most of those are still my best sellers with the exception of maybe Art Majeure has come up to the forefront since then. And I'm now starting to look at Blue Thumb, which is expanding to the United States. But there's always all these new art marketplaces coming on. And now some of these are also charging fees. They're not huge fees though. That's why I think it's a good bang for your buck. Most of them you will find don't charge more than 7 to $12 a month to be a part of it. Now you're going to say, oh, that still adds up. But yeah, but if you're on there and you're, you know, you're spending seven bucks or whatever, and you're using all of their marketing and you're piggybacking on that and you're selling like one piece a year, assuming you're not selling your work for 50 bucks. It's, let's say you're selling one piece a year in the hundreds of dollars or thousands of dollars. You've more than made up for that fee plus getting, you know, your commission out to this online art marketplace and making um, a return on your investment, making a profit. So I, I really think these are some of the best because not only are you not like pounding the pavement that much, you can do it from the comfort of your home, you can upload your work, you can reach a huge market out there, uh, international market and sell work. I still, to this day, I sell through galleries and I sell uh, through my studio and I sell through word of mouth, but the highest percentage of my work still sells through online art marketplaces. So I would look into that and as far as just getting a return on your investment and getting a, you know the most bang for your buck, I still think those are some of the best out there. Brick and mortar galleries are wonderful also. And if you have established you know, a rapport with some galleries or you have some connections with people that you've made over the years and you're in with some good galleries, you know that's going to be maybe your best too because you're also using their clientele and their collector list and you're probably not paying any money for them aside from a commission to get your work in there. A lot of these do take some more... Uh, pounding the pavement. They take some more time establishing yourself in the art world. They take some more time making connections and you're not always going to be cycled in. Let's say the gallery does a lot of solo shows, a few group shows a year. You're not always going to be part of their show. And if you're in a solo show, let's say you get one solo show a year, every two years, you're going to have a lot of downtime in the meantime. So you have to be getting the most bang for your buck, even if you are showing with brick and mortar galleries by making sure you are online, doing fairs, doing studio stuff. And that's going to balance you out. Which brings me on to studio visits and and newsletters. That, again, I've talked about this before, but that's one of the best bangs for your buck because you have control of that audience. You can build that audience. You can send it out for free. You can tell people what's going on. You can 
establish some clientele that you can even invite in to do a studio visit where you're getting one-on-one with people and collectors. And that's going to give you a, a, a huge ROI. And that's going to be one of the biggest bangs for your buck because that might not even cost you any money. It's just really about time and energy spent. I know time is also money, but like we have that as artists. Like If you're going to be trying to manufacture sales out of thin air, then you need to be making sure that you are establishing a list of people who are interested in your work and reaching out to them from time to time and getting them in your studio. If you're not going to be showing all the time, then get people in, show them your new work, show them your new work at least on your newsletter and get that stuff out there. Give them a way to buy your work if they are interested. You know, Make sure you have e-commerce on your website. Make sure you're controlling that. But if you've got your irons in some of these fires, you're going to have a balanced kind of approach and portfolio and you're going to be getting a good return on your investment in those ways. Now, if you're really hurting, I always think the best way to do it is to keep painting. If you need to go buy paints secondhand, if you need to borrow paints from people, if you need to find some stuff, you do some dumpster diving, do some alley searching like I used to do and I still do from time to time, clean up some old, you know, wood uh, you know, find some old canvas that you can paint over. That is great because it's going to keep you working. It's going to keep getting your body of work growing while you're waiting to get some of those sales. And then once you get some of those sales, it's going to be all profit and it's going to get you back in the game as far as submitting, acquiring new materials, you know, getting into new galleries, doing a fair if you need to here, uh, maybe taking a chance on a couple galleries overseas if you want, if that's your jam. But I just wanted to kind of hit you with a little hodgepodge of stuff here today and tell you how to get the most bang for your buck, how to, on a budget, get your work out there, be planning to work all the time, even when you don't have uh, you know, a large number in your bank account. That's the main thing. We got to be working. We got to be producing. We got to be getting stuff out there. Didn't even talk about social media, but that's also a great thing. And I've talked about it so many times. Just go back and listen to some social media episodes. All of these things, anything that's free that allows you to get your work out there and potentially make a sale, that is going to give you the most bang for your buck. Hopefully everybody's doing well out there. Hope you like this. Uh, You know, Share it with friends and artist friends and family. Share it on social media if you liked it. Make sure that you're subscribing. If you want to leave a positive review, I would be grateful on Apple or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Otherwise, we will see you next time when I've hopefully gotten rid of this cough. And uh, keep creating out there, everybody. Take care of yourselves. Bye-bye. And we're back and crack-a-lacking, ready to give it another shot. The next person who tries to sell me something will fall victim to my very particular set of skills. End of the day already. Oh, golly gosh, and goody gumdrops. Tomorrow's another day. So long, this has been the Living Artist Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. I just want you to know that I appreciate you being here, and I'm grateful to be in your ears. Your art and creative life on this planet is meaningful, so thank you for sharing it with me. If you like this podcast, whatever platform you're listening to it on, please subscribe and share it with your friends. You can also leave me a positive review to show your support. This helps me to reach more people with the algorithmic magic and keep the show going strong. If you want to see more of what I do and check out the art that I create, you can visit my website at www.pmsartwork.com or follow me on social media everywhere at PMS Artwork. That's it for now. See you back here next time.